Yeah, Calvin Vlanderin, MXGP of the Czech Republic. Another win, and I think, I think, this one might have been better than Indonesia, but how do you feel about it? I think definitely better than Indonesia. Um, Indonesia got whole shot and, and Kakata controlled the race from the front, and this one I really had to fight from fifth place to, to the front and passing all the main guys in the class. It's, uh, it was, uh, I think, a little bit better than the one in Indonesia, but still the one in Indonesia meant more for me because it was my first one. Um, but yeah, really awesome, really awesome day. I'm really happy with my riding and the way everything went. Did you surprise yourself in that first moto? Obviously, you had a lot of work to do and the guys in front of you aren't no slouches. Not really. I mean, this track kind of reminded me of Germany. Um, in Turchental, where I kind of reeled in uh, Prado and Jonas. Um, that, I think, was the first moto. I'm not kind of sure, first moto or whatever. And I think with my confidence I have now... If I had back then, I could have passed them and, and won the moto. But now I have that, you know, I want to win. I want to not just come here for a top five, but I actually want to come here to win. And I think that showed in, in the first race. I wasn't just going to settle for third place. I wanted to really win. It is true then. Once you win your first race, something kind of clicks in your head and it's different from that point on. Exactly. I mean, second on overall today, I'm actually disappointed. <laughs> a few months ago, if I was second overall, I was really, really stoked. And, and now I'm uh, obviously still stoked, but... Would have liked uh, that first overall win. Same points as as Prado, but second second moto I think cost me a bit with the start. I didn't have the great start and got sucked behind Pauls for many laps, and uh, that kind of cost me the overall win. Yeah, you feel like if you got past Pauls quicker in that second moto, then catching the top two wouldn't have been hard. Thomas was actually right there when you were behind Pauls, but by the time you actually made the pass, he'd obviously gone a bit. Yeah, everyone said to me that if I because I passed Pauls and then he passed me back, and if I made that first pass stick. Uh, maybe I could have reeled in uh, Covington and, and uh, Prado, but I'm still happy with, with how it was. Um, you know, it was not easy to pass on this kind of track, and I kind of kind of found some lines and, and uh, made it work. So with, with that, um, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it was good. Once Jonas passed you back, you kind of dropped back a little bit, not much, but it kind of looked like you were maybe taking a deep breath and like before you went again. Was that kind of a strategic move? It was um, about, I think I was pushing for like three laps, just trying every corner, trying to pass him wherever it was possible. And I couldn't couldn't make it work. And, and I kind of just said, you know what, sit back, it's still 10 minutes. And I think it was on top of the hill. I was like, just take a deep breath. And that's what, exactly what I did, just slowly around a corner, took a deep breath and made him go one or two seconds in front of me and kind of, kind of regrouped after that. And... Um, I wanted to reel him in, pass him quickly and then leave and, and I didn't want to get stuck behind him for too long and that's kind of what, what I did. I guess that's the difference now. Like Before, had you let Jonas get a little gap while you took a deep breath, that wouldn't have been like crazy. But now you kind of know in yourself that it doesn't matter what you do with him, you can, well, in some races you have him covered. Exactly. He was riding well all weekend. Uh, yesterday he was, he was on it and uh, today, I don't know, maybe he just wasn't so comfortable today, but... Um, I think with his riding yesterday, he could have won today. But uh, anyway, like you said, it's I'm still I'm still I didn't want to make a too aggressive move on him and and make him go down. And it's also I'm getting involved in the championship hunt, whatever. But uh, I just try to be clean and and make it aggressive, but not too aggressive. And you know, we we out here racing, um, but we also not here as like boxing boxing or whatever. Like I'm still friendly to all the guys after the races. And you know, Pauls took me out yesterday quite hard. I. I injured my shoulder again a little bit, um, and I went to him after the race. I was like, "What are you doing, man? This is qualifying race. What are you?" What are you? He's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't think you were so fast in the corner." I was pissed off about that, um, 
but you know anywhere I went to him today I was and he we were friendly to each other which is how it should be um, in the moment I I was a bit rude to him but that's us racing I was disappointed and that's how it is yeah I don't think they actually captured that on TV I know a lot of people in the pits haven't seen it anyway so what actually happened it was all him I guess um, people say yeah I, I say it's okay it's not all him 90% was him uh, went into the corner after the waves after the start um, I went wide to try get drive good drive for the hill and I didn't even hear his bike and as soon as I I turned to look to get the to get on the gas I was already on the gas I just saw him coming up the inside and we just slammed and we both went down um, at the moment I was pissed off because I was like you know just Saturday why are you doing that you can pass me somewhere else on the track and um, yeah but it's a racing racing incident and I did the same thing to uh, to Prado in the beginning of the season in Argentina and I felt quite bad because of it and you know this was just a qualifying race it wasn't a a race where the points count so luckily it was yesterday and not today in that same section in the second race you had a proper sketchy moment or it looked like it on tv did you kind of feel that or did you not even notice um i felt it but a lot of people say it was bad but uh, for me it wasn't too bad i had everything under control so it wasn't that that kind of made you take the deep breath like you didn't go right i need to calm down a bit actually when i was behind ben uh, one lap before the finish I almost crashed like a really big crash and then the lap later he did the same thing and he went down really bad I hope he's okay he's fine, he's fine. yeah I th- thought he was fine he was actually really lucky because he just slid up the takeoff and I think someone landed on his bike that's why he stopped riding or I don't know if he finished I'm not sure but um, yeah after that I was like damn that, that could have been could have been bad and then like you said I was behind Paul's and I made one I was pushing quite hard I made one or two mistakes and and that was making me frustrated because I couldn't pass him. And then once I, I said to myself, just calm down, there's still 10 minutes, you know, that's when I took the, the, the breather and, and tried again after that. Uh, moving on to the future, you're definitely locked in at this team for MX2 next year, right? I've heard a few rumours this weekend that changes could be happening. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We have to, we have to see. I still have a contract with them for next year. Um, that's all I can say. And uh, finally then, obviously last interview we did was pretty big with the whole South African gate. Have you heard anything from that? Has anything changed? Like, did they call you and apologise? Or are we not really speaking to them at the moment? Um, I'm good. Like, I was so chuffed to see the South African flag on the, on the podium for the EMX 85. Um, for Camden and his whole family, that's awesome. I'm really happy for them. Um, I know exactly how they feel because coming from South Africa, it's, it's tough, you know. Financially, it's not easy. And um, we put a lot of a lot of work into to do this kind of thing but yeah let's get back to the question about the msa i don't want it to okay never mind um but yeah i didn't really hear anything i just heard a lot of um a lot of fans behind me about it all and uh like i said before msa didn't give me one cent and i hear from a lot of other riders that they didn't give them one cent either so it's really cool all the support that i've been that i've gotten from this whole thing and and uh yeah i'm looking forward to to what's going to happen in the future with the MSA and the whole sort of thing, um, but I'm just thankful to have the, the people behind me from South Africa still supporting me, and also for my Dutch fans, they, they've accepted me for riding for Holland, and that's a big thing for me as well, so we will see.